Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Private Sector Podcast. It's me, Brett Splinter. With me, as always, is... Joshua Joseph. Mr. Joshua Joseph Clark in the house and a very special guest from Liftbridge Brewing in Stillwater. Founder, co-founder, and CEO, Dan Schwartz is here. What's hey, up? Hey, how's it hey, going, guys? Thanks for coming out, Dan. Um, Dan has been briefed on the concept of the show, and he knows that we use this, obviously, as an excuse to have somebody over and drink beers or alcohol. Or well, it doesn't have to be alcohol, nope. but what'd you bring? Well, we prefer it. <laughs> yeah, what'd you bring? Well, uh, <laughs> being from Liftbridge, I brought a bunch of Liftbridge beers. Ooh. Uh, tonight, with the fall, windy, blustery weather and the change of weather, I thought we'd maybe focus on a little darker, a little heavier beers, some yes. some barrel-aged love. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> we like that. Um, and I got to say that we've been doing really well. So we had Terrell that owns a dope-ass liquor store. We mm-hmm. had one of the owners of a really cool brewery. So the bar has been set if you want to come on the Private Sector Podcast. like <laughs> Yeah, we had, you know... Bourbon bottles and barrel-aged beers now coming at us. Dan, by the way, check out this glass. I noticed you got a Liftbridge goblet there. This is is one of my favorite glasses. Um, I had more than one of them, but... Things happen to glasses. I fucking break them is what happens to glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and I always under, like, the, like... This thing will, like, go to bonfires, garages, or whatever, and I I always break it by knocking it out of the cabinet. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's always the stupidest. It survives everything yeah. so, except yeah. for being washed and so put away. We're gonna pour up, Joshua. You want to you pour that up while Dan opens that one? So yes. this one is the barrel aged silhouette, right? That's correct. So that's probably the beer that we're best known for, as far yes. as the, the barrel aged circles. Um, really, just a luxurious imperial stout coming in around ten and a half percent. We barrel age it. It's hundred percent barrel age for um, for at least a year. And typically, we're using uh, bourbon barrels from Heaven Hill Distillery. Nice. So we try to get the the really nice old aged barrels, stuff that's been sitting in those things for a long time. Yeah, and man, it just smells like this isn't a this isn't a beer review uh, podcast. I don't want to do, let's dive into the nose here, guys. And see, I just want to say like it smells like bonkers, bonkers bourbon, vanilla goodness. Cheers, guys. Hey, cheers. cheers to Dan for coming out. So happy to have you. Hell yeah! And cheers for. Um, Let's try this. Oh, God damn, that's good. And cheers for making my house smell like bourbon instead of... Did, you, did it stink when it... Not stink, but did it smell strongly of peppers? It smelled you? like peppers. <laughs> I was like, man, somebody's hitting up a lot of green peppers and chilies. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I made hot sauce today. Mm. And in true, um, I guess we'll just say idiot fashion, every time I make hot sauce, I'm always like, all right, glove up. You know, don't, I wear contacts. So I'm like, don't touch your eyes. So I gloved up, like I cut, when I cut them all up and, and I fermented a bunch of them and then I was doing some fresh ones. My mom dropped off some fresh ones. Today. So I gloved up, I'm like super, super careful. And the fun fact is if you're wearing gloves, um, you still don't want to touch your eye with the glove. So I'm like an idiot. <laughs> I, had, I had gloves on and I'm like, perfect. And then went and like itched my eyeball. And so... Burn for a half hour. That's why it looks like I'm stoned. At least it wasn't your dick. <laughs> I did that last time, dude. Yeah. And I, oh man, I washed my hands so many times, and then you know went to the went to the bathroom and 
touch my pee hole, apparently. That's telling Evan. <laughs> that's my, was, why it was burning. <laughs> by, by the way, Dan, this is a, a, a mature audience. Like, that's a swear word, though, pee hole. I told Evan not to touch his pee hole the other day when he was helping me with the peppers, cutting them up. I'm like, you know what to not touch? And he's 12. And he's like, yeah, for sure, my eyes. And I'm like, think about what else? Mm-hmm. He's like, my mouth. My, I'm like, yep, you're all right. Think about what else? And I kind of look down. He goes, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah. will, you yeah. will, you burn, you burn the inside of you. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah. You'll know, <laughs> man. So, uh, silhouette is it every year? Yeah. So we we do that typically in January every year. Does uh, it look different this year? Because I know you guys normally you do parties for it. And... Yeah, yeah. There's this new thing going around that uh, everybody's um, into. It's called COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've uh, gone away from the parties and that type of stuff, putting all of that stuff on hold. Um, we'll still do some releases. So uh, we did this with a couple of the other beers, uh, created a situation where you could come in and grab it if you want to stay and have a beer, but also have a drive-through pickup. So nice. if you want to just grab the beer and go and not not be around other people or so when this when this beer drops. I can I can order it and do like a curbside sitch on it. Yeah, we've been doing online ordering for a long time, so that guarantees your spot, no Perfect. waiting in line, yep. especially in the middle of the winter. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of that. And like, if people aren't ingrained in like chasing beer scene, like there's some people like like the lineup type of shit. Like uh, you know, Darkness Day at Surly used to be a big thing um, before Dark Lord Day was ticketed, and like those lines and everything, it, it's cool. Yeah, and it's like some camaraderie where you can you know meet some people, but. Where it's gotten now, it just becomes, in my opinion, too much of a, I never thought I'd be saying this, like, but really a safety concern. Like, you know, you have the liability, Dan's a business owner, and you got a few hundred people lining up, crushing beers. On your neighbor's lawns. On your neighbor's lawns. And, I mean, Darkness Day, shit, before they put the kibosh on doing that, like. Ooh. I can't remember so many Darkness Days. <laughs> <laughs> because of what happened to Darkness Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you got the nickname Metal Media, actually. Uh, <sighs> Well-deserved. Me- Metal Media was moshing, moshing around in the mosh pit. Um, yeah. I'm a wrecking ball in a mosh pit. I can only fucking imagine yeah. that you're... You give me some of that good thrash? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm all about it. I broke my foot at Dark Lord Day. Do you remember uh, that? No, I didn't. I didn't tell that. you. You remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dark Lord Day is uh, Three Floyds Brewery just outside of uh, Chicago in luxurious Munster, Indiana. And the way it, the way it works is like they they would throw this um, giant party for their big Russian Imperial Stout, and it's called Dark Lord. And that's more of like it's a it's a metal fest, right? So they have cool cool bands playing metal music, and once again the beers that are flowing are like. You know, you're not you're not crushing a bunch of pills near that day. It's like yeah, no. Dark Lord's on tap, so you know I'm I'm on one, as we say on the private sector podcast, heavily, heavily on one, <laughs> and I'm right up front. And this band High on Fire comes on, and uh, I'm giving you the abbreviated version of of Splinter in the Mosh Pit here. But <laughs> it, there's no video component to our show. But I am uh, not a sized individual to be in the mosh pit at Dark Lord Day. I mean, small child. I'm a small. <laughs> I'm a small child. I'm four eleven. Four eleven. Seventy three pounds. No. Give yourself some credit. Yeah, but so like I'm up at in Indiana. They do this stupid thing where you have to have a barrier. You can't be so close to the stage, and it's like comically far away. Like I don't know why. So there's no stage diving or whatever. But there's this metal barrier. And my inebriated self is is like I'm up against this this barrier because I didn't want to get in 
the circle pit and get run over by dudes Josh's size yeah. who are just like and they're doing like the circle pit so they're like marching mm-hmm. and like it's literally like just a, a fucking rhino it's just marching around and just leveling yeah. people and I'm like I'm safe here well the pit like moves forward and the barrier comes down and it comes down the metal bar on the top comes down fucking square across the top of my foot oh. like just like uh, across uh, your metatarsal and I know it's called that because that's what the x-ray showed is broken <laughs> When the next day I went, the next day I went to urgent care in Munster, Indiana. So that night, I'm drunk and I thought I rolled my ankle. I'm like, oh man, I must have rolled my. So I'm hobbling around, you know. I'm like, roll my ankle, everybody else. But you're a gamer. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I, was here, I was here for the party. Yeah. Um, no broken bones no, gonna stop this, well, right? Dude, and that's the thing. I'm like, man, why does this hurt so bad? And so like, uh, it was me, uh, Westine, and Kaiser. Um, I think Maloney was down there, but we, so I get back to the hotel room. Um, and this, this was, I'm 40 years old now. This was, and I wasn't like 20 at the time, but I was in a place where I didn't mind sharing a two queen bedroom with, you know, three other dudes. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I go and I go to like, I think I was sharing a bed with Tina, but in the night I go to get up to go pee and I take a step and just like a fucking house of cards. I just crumble and I'm like, I can't put any weight on this. And I look at my foot and it looks like a fucking hobbit. Like it's just this. Just swollen. Dude, it's like just this giant. Straight cor- out of misery. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hobbling. And so, and so. And so like a um, shriveled up grape. Yeah, so these guys, you know, they wake up the next day and they want to go drinking as well they should. And I'm like, hey, I hate to be a party pooper, but we're going to swing by. Um, Urgent care in Munster, so I drop them. Off. I'm driving this whole last time, place right? you want to be. Yeah, right. I drop them off at, at Three Floyds, and I'm in urgent care, which is you know just a awful place to be ever. ever. And guy does an X-ray, and he's like, "Yeah, so here's your X-ray. Your foot's broken in two places." And he's like, "When did you do this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Uh, like yesterday." And he's like, "Yeah, it's it's horribly broken. You need to get an air cast on it and get crutches." I'm like, all right, cool, set me up. And he's like, no, we don't have that. We're urgent care. (laughs) And so I drove all the way back to uh, MSP the next day with a busted foot on questionable questionable amount of painkillers. I thought I broke my foot one time. Uh, this was after a night of heavy drinking as well. I love how that's that's always the unifying. Uh, Mine has a weird turn, though. But it starts off with a lot of heavy drinking. It was actually, uh, we did a pig roast. So Brett and I thrown this some at, peg roast. at one of our pig roasts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. So, I don't, I don't remember. We, we never remember <laughs> the, the end of the evening. Uh, Brett and I spend the night prior prepping the peg. We do a coal mm-hmm. uh, cook on it. And so, you know, you got to stay up through the evening. We're adding coal. You know, keeping it hot. And that night actually is almost as fun as the pig roast because you, yeah. you, you basically, you know, you're drinking bourbon, smoking cigars, and yeah. that's fun. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you kind of take the afternoon of Saturday to just get everything set up. It's a slow roll, and we ended up uh, having a great evening. Peg, peg was delicious, but I woke up in the morning and I'm like, man, I do not remember dropping a cinder block on on my on my foot you last dropped night. Dropped a cinder block. On That's your what foot? I thought. So I start like hobbling around, and we clean things up, and I leave. And it just hurt. I'm like, man, my foot is totally broken. But I also didn't want to go to the 
to the doctor to get anything checked out. I'm like, ah, you know, I'll walk it off. This is the night before? The no, night this of is the pig roast. This is the night. Well, I, th- I thought it happened the night of the pig roast, but the next morning, Sunday morning, I don't, you know, I have no idea how I hurt my toe, like across the top of my big toe, but it was hurting. <clears throat> so I go to the doctor like Monday afternoon after hobbling through work mm-hmm. all, all day. I'm like, this thing is broken. I have no idea how it got broken, but this is why I'm here. And so my doctor takes an x-ray and he comes back. He's like, your toe's not broken. I'm like, well, it's all red. And I'm, you have gout. <laughs> so that's how I learned what gout was <laughs> and the ramifications of not living the cleanest lifestyle. Do you get gout from boozing too much, right? Is you know, I don't even, I can't even tell you the rhyme or reason. You know, sometimes I get a nice, well, like, let's just look up real quick here. <laughs> yeah, find out. I, I could tell you that it's a buildup of uric acid what in the, your oh, joints. Okay. What? causes by the way dan this is why we're gonna get a producer you know yeah. like on like yeah. it, how they can like we can, can just be like, tell hey. you they hop in and tell you what yeah, it is like i looked it up what causes what do you think when you when you type into google what causes uh what do you th- <laughs> uh number one hemorrhoids not on the list oh I don't know. what's your guess joshua burning when i pee <laughs> no, not your search history. <laughs> oh, oh. No, it's hiccups. Oh, causes oh, hiccups, hiccups is oh. the hiccups. number one. And then the rest of the list is what you would, you'd expect. Diarrhea, high, high blood. No COVID. Hmm. All right. Uh, what, what causes gout? Gout. It's uh, a buildup of is uric caused, acid. Um, too much uric acid. I but, know because I have it. I have a lot of extra uric acid apparently. High purine foods. Oh, and then there it is. Look at number one thing: alcoholic beverages, all types. Alcoholic yeah. beverages is the only thing in bold on that. Just so, so well, yeah, it's it's uh, lots of beer, yeah, brewers yeast, yeah, bourbon, like yep. all the things I love. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rodeo cheeseburgers, <laughs> everything, everything that's right on my my consumables list. And then this year's silhouette, they're doing variants. There's a uric acid variant. <laughs> that is, um, it's not FDA approved. It's it's part of that's one. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that. Because I've I've had several bouts with gout myself, and I'll tell you what, it is excruciating. I thought somebody had slammed my my toe in the door, in like the car door, I, the night before. Yeah. This it's unbelievable. Knock on painful. press board, target table wood. That I've not had. I've not had gout, but like I mean, a lot of people I've worked with in the beer industry. Like when I worked at Surly, like it was like this week who has gout. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. my mom, who's you know Omar. A, yeah. a wonderful mom, is just like, well, they call it the King's Disease. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh, I thought I know why. Because uh, high uric acid foods, like meats yeah. and things like that. So if you're broke as shit and only eating grass, you're not going to get gout. Right. You yeah. take the good with the bad. So you know that. So <laughs> I got, is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, I, I, I stay with some uh, cherry concentrate <laughs> on deck. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when you get that hot flare up coming, boom! You throw down, you throw down a little cherry juice. Yep. And it is, it's it's a buffer. I'm gonna, I'm just making, I'm making notes of all this. Yeah, you a, definitely. I got should. a notebook. I got my um, my Maker's Mark notebook. You go to Maker's Mark and you get you get a notebook. Um, it was funny. I actually made fun of Carrie for making shopping lists on paper. Hmm. I was like, you have a fucking iPad. Like I have an iPad with the, I got the pen for it, which I like. Oh, yeah. I Apple pencil. There's something nice about writing. I don't yeah. Know. There's yeah. something... Old nice. school. Yeah. It's... It, I don't know. Throwback. 
<laughs> can you can you write in cursive, either of you? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I think How we're cool. like you know anybody Latin. our age can. Right. When did they stop that? Oh, well, I can tell you because my oldest son he learned cursive and the other two did not. Okay, and, and what's so, the age difference? So right? yeah, my oldest is is twenty two. Okay, and then the one that is uh, nineteen did not, and neither did the the seventeen year old. And I'll tell you what this. Sorry, Matt, but your 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 stuff looks like hieroglyphics, dude. I mean, it's like the first well, time he's ever written a, well, a letter, think, you know. But they probably don't have the same um, with the little. So it'd be two lines, and in the middle was a dotted line, and that's how yeah. you knew how high your lowercase letters should be, mm-hmm. right? And then you made the big ones go all the way to the top. I'm sure that doesn't fucking exist anymore. So that's probably no, why probably he's probably not cursive as shit, or maybe he just has crappy handwriting. What's he going to? He's in college. Uh, oldest is in college, yeah. So he's doing a data sciences. And, you know, he's never gonna have to fucking. No, think. I know. He won't. <laughs> None of them will either. I mean, it's all gonna be brain implants and yeah. you know, connected up to Google and just, yeah. <laughs> he goes to Montana. Got yeah, one in Montana, one at UMD, and then we got one back in Stillwater. Yep. And I went to Montana for a hot minute right when I got out of high school. I went out of there to go to school. Josh's brother. We talked about. Buffalo. Yeah. Is he hunting anything else? He's shooting. Did he? Did he find out? Did he get a tag? Not yet. Okay. Still waiting on uh, finding out about it. Yeah. Tune into a previous episode to hear more about. Yeah, to hear more about that. See, they all they all dovetail together. It's a package. Yeah. If you get some buffalo meat and have some, I would love to taste it. Well, I feel yeah. like I feel yeah. like if he yeah. gets a buffalo, we're all gonna hang. That's a big <laughs> yeah. fucking animal. Like, and if he gets a buffalo by proxy, I got a buffalo. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're like, oh, you know, I've hunted buffalo. Yeah, you, because I will have been there maybe, possibly, <laughs> and yeah, I'll tell you all about it. So nice. yeah, we'll definitely, you know, if, he, if he drops something, we'll definitely uh, be flush with buffalo. I've had bison burgers. Yeah. I mean, it just tastes like beef, kind of, maybe a little yeah. more gamey. Yeah. But yeah, so he's he's out in Montana, and... Where's he? He's Bo- He's up, he, he went to school in Bozeman. Where's, where's your guy going? Bozeman, Montana State. Okay, yeah. yeah. I love Bozeman. Bozeman's a beautiful Gorgeous. area. Bozeman is the, because um, Montana, University of Montana's the Grizzlies. Bozeman's. The Bobcats. Bozeman yes. Bobcats. Yeah. And then. The cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. And he, he's now up in, in, in Great Falls. Uh, but I. Isn't Great Falls closer to Missoula? I have no idea. It's when, on the way. It's, it's north. Yeah, it's on the way to Glacier, right? Who knows? Yeah, yep, it is. And. <sighs> Montana's kind of like my my property. It's consequence free for the most part. Yeah. Montana is way more consequence free than your property <laughs> that's forty five minutes from here. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski didn't set up it in Wisconsin. He set no. up in Montana. Yeah, that for... makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> no, we. <laughs> I mean, like it, it's it's just like you, everybody's kind of everyone's kind of a neighbor. You know, it, even you, you knock on somebody's door like, "Hey, how's it going, man?" Saw that you own all this stuff I'd out here. I fucking do that, dude. I feel like it'd be like, you know, if they have a big don't tread on me flag, I'm not going to randomly But if you roll go, up on their spot and be like, hey, I'd love to shoot prairie dogs in your pasture, they're like, have at it. Really? Absolutely. Well, they're big on property rights, so definitely don't. You obviously would never go <laughs> shoot them without talking to them. But yeah. you're right, though. Most people would say, a lot of them would say, hey, sure, no problem. Well, because what we learned you, is like they. Yeah. Do you the, eat prairie dogs? No. <laughs> what do you just for? They're you just, massacre prairie. Dogs. Well, they're like a nuisance animal, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. And that's why they want you out there on their land because what happens Got is it. they like to burrow along like fence lines, and so traditionally you have a, a you know a ranch and you're walking your 
fence line. You know, walk, you're like on your horse, rolling the fence line, making sure the fence is all together. It's 2020. You're on your side-by-side Yamaha. But <laughs> back in the day, and, and out there, they still definitely rock rocking horses. Sure. But, you know, all of a sudden, your horse steps into a oh, hole sure. from a prairie dog. Yep. He snaps his leg, and next thing, you're putting down old Yeller. And that's, you know, so they're like, come on out and kill as many prairie dogs as you want. You know, your logic to get to how to shoot them is shockingly sound. It is, because that's, that's a thing. its ankle. By st- but like, uh, yeah. Hey, well, do you cattle, want your horse to die? Too. Cattle for sure do yeah. that. Cattle do that, and then, yeah, and then I didn't you, think lose, that. you lose your cattle. I didn't so. think of that, yep. I've actually been on a shoot in Wyoming before, and uh, somebody else asked me, they're like, what do you guys do with the... Prairie dogs you kill. Throw them like, in a oh, we make an amazing soup. Yeah. <laughs> <they're> like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, no, actually, we don't. So. Um, no, we... Th- here's what's great about prairie dogs is that they're apparently carnivorous, so they'll eat each other. And, and we got... <laughs> here's what's great about it. <laughs> no, so, you know, it's a little Viet Cong-y, but you, you blast one in a prairie, like, they're going to... I was Come really worried where you were going to go with that. I'm like, well, get the edit. We're going to edit this. <laughs> no, I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. They'll, they'll grab it, his body. And at first when I saw it happen, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, I just smoked that prairie dog. Yeah. And now his buddy's trying to save it. Oh, no. Yeah. no, he's And pull trying. him into the hole. And my brother's like, <laughs> and so I'm like, that's... that's you, thought, you thought like it's Forrest Gump like running back in. Yeah, to, uh, totally. Save everybody out. No, my brother's like, oh, no, no. They're going to eat them. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So then... I started dropping them and just waiting on them, trying to like save their buddy. <laughs> so I just like left them out in the middle of the field, and they'd come out to get them. All right, we're you know, like take a, a quick good... break for our sponsor, uh, Peta. He's coming <laughs> <Yeah>. at you. <laughs> yeah. They they'd run out in the middle of the field to get their buddy, and and old Tros is just ripping hollow twenty twos <laughs> through the air like Can a you goddamn. Him, you just shoot him with a twenty two. Shoot him with whatever you want. Yeah. But yeah, they, everyone's got like a tacked out twenty two. Carrie's gonna be so pissed when she listens to this because we were just in South Dakota and she's just like, "Oh my god, prairie dogs!" And I'm like, "They're a rodent." Yeah, like, they're one hundred percent. They're a rodent. One and, time we're, we're one time we're driving, and again we're just like, in a, my brother has this old uh, Land Rover, and we're just like bombing through somebody's land. And one goes like scurrying across the front, and my brother has a Taurus Judge. <laughs> With four ten shotgun shells in it, <laughs> and from the driver's seat, and he is—he's left-handed, so he hangs out the window, <laughs> and it's wham, kind of over the top of his of his hood, and I just see <laughs> mist, this pink mist, Bullshit. just one hundred percent sidearm out the window, blast this thing. Jake, shoot me a message and confirm or deny this story. One hundred percent. That's some action movie style shooting there. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hanging out the back. I'm hanging yeah, out the back very, window. Like, Schwarzenegger with reloading the shotgun on the motorcycle when he's in the trench in Terminator 2. Yeah. John Wick is sitting there clapping yeah, yeah, at that yeah, show. Yeah, he's like, well, That's what I'm saying. You can kill him, shoot him with whatever you want. It's and this is crazy because you were going down I-90. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> were you just like, how much land does he have out there? I mean, he doesn't have a ton of land. Yeah. You know, this was, again, on somebody else's property that he had legitimately called up like, hey, we're going to be out uh, shooting prairie dogs. Cool if we run through your spot. And they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. See, that's, I don't know, something like that's cool. Like, that's just like... You don't. You don't get to. You don't really get to do that. You're in, you're helping. You're helping out. You know, save real animals. <laughs> so do they? I mean, do they have like natural predators? What get some coyotes and shit? Yeah, yeah, sure. But they. I mean, they just burrow. They stay close to burrow, so I, they just proliferate all over the place. When it's real windy, like they stay in. They stay down. 
You just got to have like a nice, calm, sunny day, and it is shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. It's fun, though. You know, you got somebody <laughs> with a spotter scope, and, you know, you're telling them where to aim and that type of stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it just makes for a good afternoon. <laughs> so we're, we're pretty much finished with this. By the way, I just looked. This is a 2017 silhouette, Dan. Yeah. Tasting yeah, I grabbed a 17 there. Tasting great. It's, it's tasting really, really good. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you did a non-barrel aged version of this when you started. Yeah, we used to do non-barrel aged. And then you realized, fuck it, everybody wants barrel aged. Yeah, and then people were <laughs> like, I had your barrel aged or non or your silhouette, and it wasn't as good as everybody says oh, it is. Because of so like, okay, they got, yeah. they got confused. Yeah, so, we had two different styles, but um, so we just went with the good stuff. I'm gonna call mm-hmm. out the fact that you did. I went to the silhouette release last. Was it last year where you had yep. the maple? Yes, pre-COVID. Um, yeah, pre back member. Member uh, Member berries. But man, dude, the maple barrel aged one you did, and that was just draft only. We, yeah, we had a, like, I don't know, we had like 50 bottles of the maple, so it was pretty That's limited. F- then we did a scotch barrel aged one too, which, which was, is probably a pretty divisive product, right? Oh, 100%. Because like when people are coming in the tap room yeah. and saying, oh, what's that? I'm like, do you like scotch? Because if you don't, just don't buy it. Do you, yeah. do you find that people, um, would look and just see barrel aged and they assume it's a whiskey barrel. Yeah. 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 So we just like, if, if you don't like PD, PD scotch, cause they were in Laphroaig barrels. Oh, and so it's but just... see like that beer, um, and we're all into cigars here, but that scotch barrel aged, uh, silhouette with a cigar. Bueno. Do you guys have that? Is that available like in the tap room? That one I believe is gone. Yeah. We still have some silhouette bottles, but there's silhouette bottles. So yeah. if people want it and they can't find it, go to the tap room. And, yeah. Or online, right? Well, I mean, we can't sell one. online. But they, you can get a ticket to buy yeah. a new one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Don't get well, yeah, we haven't, we haven't posted that yet, but it'll be coming out soon. Like Eventbrite type of deal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, in, the, in your tap room, and for people that don't know, I want to I touch on tap rooms because they're a super different animal than a bar. And obviously, a lot of us that, that are into beer and things like that, we get all the rules, but I've, I found, I've worked in tap rooms, and I found that um, it's, it's, it's confusing what, what you can do as an owner of a brewery that has a tap room, and people a lot of times are like, well, fuck you for not having XYZ beer in a can, or why can't I get a, yeah. a wine on draft? So, you're a production brewery Correct. with a tap room license, which means what? So a couple of big items are, <clears throat> like, um, what we can do is we can have one tap room in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So not multiple locations. So people say, hey, you should come to Minneapolis. Well, we, we can't, you know, we're from Stillwater, so we'll keep our home there. Um, you can distribute beer in cans and bottles throughout the distribution tier. So we do that. Um, but some of the things we can't do is we can't sell that packaged beer out of the brewery. So we can sell it in 750 milliliter Which containers. is what these bottles are. So yeah, we yep. got wine bottles here for the barrel age stuff. Yep. Also, people are doing 750 milliliter crowlers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we just started doing that with mini donut beer and the key lime beer, and yep. we'll do more of that. And then also in growlers, so the 64-ounce jugs of beer that are refillable, so we fill those right off the taps. And I think it's super important that, that people know that, because there's nothing yeah. worse than if you're a bartender uh, at, at, a, at a tap room, and somebody comes in, and they're from another state, and they're like, cool, I really like um, this hop dish beer that I'm drinking. I'll take a six-pack to go. No, we can't do that. Can't. The fuck? You know, like... It's kind of funny to explain it to, to other states or like we can't sell you, you know, a six pack of beer to go. You can't, 
sell you can't sell other people's beer, you can't sell wine, you can't sell booze. So right. So lots of rules there. And then also there's this cap on production. So once we achieve a certain volume, then we will no longer be able to sell that package to go. So once we get get up to twenty thousand barrels a year, we will not be able to do that anymore. So are you guys coming up on that mark? Or? Well, we we were thinking we were gonna go over in twenty twenty. Okay. And then good old COVID saved us from that. So. Let's real quick talk about, so what is COVID-19? <laughs> it just derails you. hearing a lot about yeah. this COVID I've guy. I've heard a lot about COVID. Um, we, did, we did preface that the topics usually on the podcast when we said Dan was coming on. We talk about public health concerns, uh, <laughs> finance, <laughs> religion, <laughs> and then we finish it up with like a three-hour nice skim the layer of politics. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for episode four. Light (laughs) topics. The lift bridge episode is a four parter. (laughs) Um, all right. What's next? I want to finish this. So that is also a 750 milliliter bottle. Yeah. So I brought in uh, a bottle of commander, which is our English style barley wine that we barrel aged. Um, we've been barrel aging. Actually, this is our 10th year of, of beer releases in barrels. Perfect. So pretty fun. Um, And last night I was uh, tasting different barrels, and it's really kind of a fun process because once you put the beer into barrels, much like spirits, they all kind of age, mature, taste different as they go Sounds like a shitty night. It was uh, was pretty fun. I had to get a ride home. But uh, as I've um, matured, I realized when I'm not going to be in any good shape to drive and Make, make arrangements. Yeah. And that's, that's Much very like smart. Tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the private sector podcast, uh, get your Uber home. Then there's like six asterisks. Uh, <laughs> must live within. Up to $10. Up to $10. Up to $10. <laughs> up to $10. Parties do not, yeah. do not agree otherwise. Yeah. So yeah. commander. So we just drank the stout. This is the, a barley wine. Yeah. So uh, if I don't know shit about beer, what's a barley wine? Yeah, barley wine. It's it's kind of a, a little bit of those misnomers. People are like, oh, is it a wine? What is it? But really, it's a beer brewed to wine strength. So we we add a ton of malt, and malt is really the the engine that creates alcohol uh, in the beer. Um, so we that's go super funny because high we are strength. the engines that consume alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we crank a whole bunch of malt into the beer. So normally we. You know, we, we just overfill our our mash tun, which holds the malt, and we we crank out a whole bunch of super, super sweet liquid, and then that ends up getting fermented. And then once it's fermented, we put it into these barrels where it ages and uh, matures, accepts some of the, the flavor from the barrels, from the bourbon. Same uh, Heaven Hill bourbon barrels? Yeah, so what I brought tonight was kind of a special one. Oh. So this is a single barrel edition. So what I did is... This one was aged in a 25-year-old bourbon barrel. So the bourbon had been wow. sitting in the barrel. Was that a Heaven Hill barrel? A 25-year-old? Yeah, 25 oh, years. So let's listen How'd to this on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang. Still there you good. Go. Um, how'd you guys get your hands on that? So, uh, Hold on. Do you want to, hey, do you want to rinse? Yeah, I'll do Because you know what the Private Sector Podcast has this week? We got a, rinse water. A pitcher <laughs> of water. Every, every episode, we do it a little bit different for you. So the cool thing about, um, you know, we, we've been barrel aging beer for over 10 years. And so we've, we've built some connections. Oh, baby. Um, the, the color of this beer is just super, super jeweled amber color. Dude. I mean, it almost looks like a, yes. like a light colored ruby. Um, you get tons of sweetness. You're probably going to get some, we add some orange peel. We use a little cardamom for some spiciness to it. 
and uh, you know you'll get Meadies, those Meadies dark taking fruits pictures and of it, and I'm, I'm all not kinds of really good flavors. It. So holy shit, dude! Uh, yeah, that is super. And like I said, I, we don't want to be like this isn't a beer channel, but like this is really really complex and really amazing. And so I I I store this kind of. I started my basement, so this is cellar temp, you know, 55, 60 degrees. Oh, wow. Just Didn't caramel. cool it down. Yeah. Just a melted caramel. That's awesome. And this this is one of my favorite beers. I think it's very, un, you know, the Imperial Stouts get all the love, all the high ratings. I'm a huge and, barley wine guy. Yeah. Um, and I think there are um, some years of Commander I like more than others. Yeah. Because I prefer that the uh, cardamom dialed back a little mm-hmm. bit more and more mm-hmm. orange peel yeah um and like this is this is a beer that ages really 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 well too it's fun it just it like sticks to the sides of the glass it's just really and like you say viscous. like like barrel aged stouts um especially stouts with a bunch of adjuncts in them so like when we say adjuncts you know a bunch of vanilla and chocolate and granola bars and you know baby seal skin and I love, we, we love those too. Sure. We're just talking how like yeah. Bourbon County is still the shit and we love all the variants, but yeah. there's something about a beer like this where like you say, it's just tons of malt in a 25 year old barrel and it's, it's fucking good. Yeah. And clocking in at 12 and a half percent. So you definitely get lit on it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing better than this and a, a nice cigar outside in a fall afternoon. Winter you know, day. the, we get lit, yeah, but like. <laughs> These these events, that's why like stout and barley wine release events as a brewery owner or like, you know, I've I've worked many events at, at different breweries and it's just like oh god. You know, when you when you have these beers on tap, it's I'm guilty of it. I'm not gonna not drink like four commanders. And you guys would you do a you do a mustache contest? Yeah, we've done some really fun things like the mustache contest and uh, we had the world champion mustache, I forgot his name, the guy. He came out for for the contest and he ended up winning. Is he should, local? Right? Yeah, yeah, local guy. Is it the dude that's got like yeah, the he's big, got the really crazy yeah, mustache yeah, yeah. all blown out? And... Is that like an like is that an an, an event thing? Like, does he make no? A there's movie? like a international oh, he, he circuits. Yeah, yeah. What circuit? So like, he won. He won like a hundred bucks and a couple bottles of Commander Barley okay. wine. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> but but you know he goes to like Munich. For international yeah. competitions of facial uh, hair. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. But you know what they say? Those out. who can't do teach. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something along those lines. It's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the Lift Bridge Tap Room, you guys are located. You're at the top of the hill. Yeah, so before you get downtown Stillwater, we've, we've gotten dinged on a few reviews. They're like, I thought you'd be like right by the Lift Bridge. It's like, well... We're in the town. That's our namesake. But yeah, we're we're kind of before, right off of Highway 36, kind of behind Cub Foods. And we Target. thought you were right by the lift bridge. Yeah. So fun yeah, fact about yeah. the spots that are right by the lift bridge when you're opening a brewery and have zero dollars, it <laughs> turns out they're really fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, your tap room um, was, was the was the first tap room. And That's when, right. When was that? That was what, like, oh, oh boy, yeah. Now you're you're stretching the memory here, but yeah, we um, we opened basically this the fall after the Surly Bill or the Pint Bill Tap Room Bill opened or oh, yeah, passed, yeah. and prior to that, you couldn't. Twenty eleven sounds right. So it was September of yeah, twenty eleven. September twenty eleven. Yeah, um, I remember coming, um, even before your tap room. I remember coming getting growlers. Mm-hmm. At at the brewery, um, you had like the four uh, four taps just yeah. right through the walk-in cooler in the back, 
And uh, yeah, I remember I'd come in and get uh, hop, hop prop. I was gonna say, oh yeah, there we you remember. go. Uh, remember. Hop was yeah, so, so fire. We'd, we'd get we'd get uh, yeah hop prop growlers of it, and it was it was fresh and it was, it was good as shit. Right and hop prop code. is kind of what hop dish morphed. Yeah, we from, renamed kind of, it, yeah. and yeah, we we renamed it, changed the recipe, and made a different beer. But yeah, it's a it's, it's an idea, <laughs> right? Sure, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so speaking of starting a business. Um, Listen to this. Ready for this? We'll drop it right now. The private sector is formed and has a federal tax ID number. We went legit. We went legit because you know maybe we're gonna maybe we're gonna sell some of those dope hats or maybe we're gonna have a, a cool new thing that we're launching. But we're above board and uh, cheers, meaty. Congratulations, gentlemen. Yeah, EIN down the pipe yep. today. So if anybody <laughs> wants our federal tax ID number, shoot, slide in those DMs, and I'm happy to share it. Uh, <laughs> But, my God, this is good. Yeah. Uh, with that, so I was setting up, and I was telling Josh about this. Starting a business, and I've started, been part of starting other businesses. Starting a business is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, it's the most terrifying, uh, like, craziest thing. And, like, along the way, um, we, live in a, we live in a great time where it's easy to get, sit, like, we set up an LLC online. And we yeah. used, like, a third party to do it, right? I went to LegalZoom, and this is, we're sliding into the... Um, promotional slash slanderous part of the private sector podcast because I had a terrible fucking experience and I want to tell other small business owners about it. <laughs> and it's not even that bad. It was just like, we were pissed. So Joshua and I were sitting here um, and we're thinking about the, the future of the private sector brand and podcast. Like, well, we should set up an LLC and make it legit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's like a couple hundred bucks. You could do it on legal Zoom. You get your tax ID number, everything. So we log on to legal Zoom and make an account and I literally get to the checkout portion of buying, you know, like click buy to buy your LLC. And I'm like, you know what? There's probably like a discount code. Mm-hmm. There's always discount codes for everything. Right? Sure. So I click the little chat button down on the clo- like, and dude comes up and he's like, hey, I see you're ready to check out. He's like Clippy from Microsoft Office. <laughs> Looks like you're ready. Boing, to ch- boing, but his yeah. name was Chris. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. Shout out to Chris at LegalZoom. I don't care. I'll put him on blast. Yeah. Here's what he said. He's like, he's like, how can I help you out? And I'm like, hey, man, you got a discount code that I can save maybe like five, ten bucks off this order. I'm about to pull the trigger on it. And Joshua had already pulled up a valid discount code that mm-hmm. we tried that worked. And he goes, nah, we don't do that. What? Yeah. Why not? Like we're 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 poor guys trying to start a business, and you offer discount yeah. codes. So yep, we know they exist. But anyway, I said, uh, no worries, man, Chris. We're gonna hold off for a minute, and so we went to Swift. Yeah, because while I was looking up a discount yep. code, yep. Swift for with their Google <laughs> Analytics is like top top yeah. advertising campaign. So real quick, uh, if anybody knows anybody at Swift, and it's S. It's W-Y-F-T. Mm-hmm. Um, Super clever. We'd, we'd, love, we'd love to get a partnership going. But anyway, I bought my <laughs> LLC through Swift, and it was great. We did that on Sunday. We got approved by the state today. Federal tax ID number in hand. Articles of incorporation, everything. And guess who I got an email from? Zoom. Yep. It was legal Zoom. Yep. It was fucking Chris. 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 Actually, Chris from the chat. And he's like, hey, we chatted uh, earlier this week. And like, rarely, like, wow. Or maybe it's a bogus name or whatever, but he knew that chat thing. And he's like, Mm -hmm. chatted with you about starting up your LLC. So I fired back. (laughs) And I'm like, 
hey man, I'm a broke ass small business owner trying to start a business. You could have kicked me a discount code for literally $10 that we found online and you didn't. So I went with Swift. So shout out to Swift. We are the official, unofficial sponsor of Swift. <laughs> We're pro Swift. It was cheaper. Yep, it was cheaper. By maybe 60, 70 bucks. Doesn't something matter. like that. At that point, we were so mad it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, we, they took such good care of us so very quickly. And that's, <laughs> and that's why you know, we're, we're yeah. so, such proponents of them yeah. <clears throat> moving forward. Anyway, uh, Private Sector Podcast is absolutely for sale and looking for sponsors. Swift holler at us. On that note. We got real sponsors. We have real sponsors. We have a, a sponsor for the Private Sector Podcast, and it's Twin City Tees. So, since Twin City Tees is our sponsor, uh, when you come on the Private Sector Podcast, Dan, I have a, a couple shop shirts. Look at that. Awesome. So, that's the, same, that's the same dude that did our logo. Fantastic, man. <laughs> it's even in my size. Yeah. We did, we did our research. We did our research. <laughs> um, Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, got one for Brad, too. All right. I'll keep that one Shout too. out Brad Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Glenn. I'll keep that one too. Brad, uh, hopefully you listen to the Private Sector Podcast. Dan's got a shirt for you. Um, but yeah, Twin Cities Tea, the shit. They set us up with all our stickers, our hats. and so we Legitimately get, the dopest shirts. And we, but see, like we give back. You come on the show. You bring something to drink. Yeah. And you leave with a shirt. You leave with a shirt. So we're drinking the 25-year... The Heaven Hill Barrel Commander. And when, so I know Silhouettes in January. When does Commander drop? Commander comes out in early November. So it was Ooh. a beer that we did for, kind of for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, pairs really well with those rich foods with, with turkey and all that stuff for Truth. Thanksgiving. Um, but this year is our 10th year, and normally Commander is a blend of barrel-aged and some fresh Commander. Sure. So we barrel-aged some, put some's, some in the batch. Stainless steel fermented beer. And this year, it's since it's our 10th year of Commander, we're doing 100% barrel age. <laughs> so pretty luxurious. Yeah, I was going to say. So does that up ABV? It uh, it probably is going to up the ABV. We'll let you know what the final <laughs> is. Uh, it's the strongest beer we make, so it's definitely going to be up yeah. north of 12.5%. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, the other thing, too, is we're going to do a couple of variants with it. So we're going to do the, just the straight barrel for all the Commander lovers out there. Not going to mess with it. And then we're going to do a... Uh, Pina Colada inspired <laughs> version. Okay. Wait, a Pina Colada barrel aged barley wine. Yeah, so it's going to have, you know, it has all those like orange notes. It has kind of those crazy uh-huh. cherry notes. And so we're like, let's just lean into it. <laughs> so we're doing that. Yeah. Um, we also did some Commander aged in some uh, rum barrels. And so we're, uh, we're going to be doing another variant. So one is going to be a... Um, uh, one is that pina colada version, and then the other one that we're going to do is a uh, old fashioned version. Because yes. there is yeah, old, yes. there yes. is a ton of yes. orange peel. You got the cherry this already there. Dr- so yeah, I mean, oh man, that's going to be killer. So I'm we'll, we'll for have that. limited edition Bo- amount of those. Those bottling? will be bo- mm-hmm. they'll be bottled. Yeah, nice. But it's going to be at the brewery only. Um, it just, you know, we don't have that much out there, so we're just going to release it at the brewery. So yeah. you have to stop by to pick it up. Yeah. Shucks. Yeah. I'm going to stop by and pick it up. I'm yeah. absolutely going to stop by and pick it up. Um, so other than, I mean, we're drinking these like bonkers barrel-aged beers, which are absolutely amazing. You guys do, I mean, you guys do the whole fucking gambit though, right? But you guys do, so you go from seltzer to just regular, you know, day drinking IPAs and you go up to, God knows, 12.5% 
commander. All kinds of fun stuff. So God bless crazy. you, Dan Schwartz, <laughs> and the Lift Ridge crew. And Head Brewer, Randy. Head Brewer is Randy. So, yeah, Randy and I stayed super late last night. Yeah, shout out just, Randy. Just uh, pulling the wine thief. Oh, man. Popping barrels. You know, being a brewer is... Uh, is is shit it's hard fucking work Correct. but it's it's nights like that where you get to sit there you know pull pull the bung out of a barrel put the wine thief in and ah uh, yeah good and yeah. he's making great beer you guys he, are fortunate yeah we're really happy randy's randy's a great guy um this is this is also this isn't live so if you needed to tell me that you're letting him go we can cut all this sir bye <laughs> no, <that's good. laughs> shout out randy he's a good fucking human yeah, and he makes awesome. absolutely killer beer but when I say go to the gambit, um, did you bring did you bring a seltzer? I did. Yeah, we we brought uh, I brought a blue agave margarita seltzer. Dude, yep. So yeah, fermented sugar for those that don't know. <laughs> um, basically, there it allows us to instead of using malt for the the alcohol, it's just straight sugar, and you give some uh, you know some yeast nutrients and yeah, that that's how stuff, you make that's, that's how you make fucking you flavor. That's how you make white that's blood. It. It's nice. fermented sugar water. And then you guys add flavor to it. The agave, so this margarita one, you know, the blue agave margarita one, um, I am going to tell you right now, I have a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville machine, <laughs> and we make margaritas with this. Yeah. So tequila, <laughs> and you cut it with this, you put a little margarita, it's bang. Yeah, it comes in at 5%, so you can just bump it if you want with a little <laughs> shot of... Yeah, or, tequila, or something yeah. or whatever. Or just drink a 12-pack in the sun. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, say, just say fuck it and get on the pontoon and drink 150 of these oh, yeah. seltzers. Super has, good. So has seltzer Super been... Slightly different than the barrel-aged, right? Yeah. This is this is <laughs> yeah. literally... The, it cleanses my palate. Like exactly. Once again, we don't have a video component to this show, but we have literally um, the most bonkers barley wine that you could probably get reasonably in the region. 25-year Heaven Hill Barrel Commander... And Blue Gave Seltzer. <laughs> 2020, am I right? Yeah. What an amazing world we live in. Is Seltzer, um, I mean, I know like White Claw kind of cracked that code, and then local places are getting on to it. What's What's your take on, like, do you think it's going to stick around? Do you, I mean, I think so. Without divulging numbers, I mean, is it a big part of your portfolio? Or You know, it's it's probably in like the 10% region of okay, what so, we're doing. But so that's a significant portion. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely something, something yeah. to notice. Incremental revenue streams. Yeah, you know, yeah I mean, it's been, it's been really fun. And, and I think, too, like a lot of us want to drink it. So, hey, let's, let's um, drink our own product, goes through our own wholesalers, goes through our accounts. Why not do it? You know, yeah. you know I think it's kind of funny how many people... I don't know. I don't want to say shit on seltzer, but you know, some do. Yeah, they do. But there's very few people that actually say like, "Oh, it's gross." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I hate bubbly water. Yeah, but like, but I pound seltzers. Yeah, mm. yeah, Mr. Gout. Yeah, <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah. No, but I mean, talk what, about what I'm saying is, is like, I can People are like mm, everybody is a seltzer. Have you tried it? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like, I mean, like. I drink this one, and I like the uh, Saint Croix berries. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we we start off every weekend when we're out and about, typically with seltzers before we hit the town. Like, it's always a good way to get the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the only problem that I might have with them, and I haven't truly tested the limitations of this, uh, would be like getting a sugar headache. Hmm. My problem, I guess, if we're if we're putting all of our cards on the table. But let me just be real quick to throw a disclaimer on that. I've never had a night where I've just only drank seltzers and woke up with a <laughs> headache. Like it's usually also like, 
Well, man, I had like two seltzers to start the night. Then I had six old fashions, four shots of whiskey, right. and uh, and then the headache. Hit. And then the headache kicked the next day. <laughs> Damn seltzers! There's all that sugar in those. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just what's your what's your gripe with seltzers? Just I, I could old. drink I can drink like thirty five of them and nope, not get to where I'm trying to go. No way. Totally I'm telling you right now. It's this is put down on digital audio. You could drink thirty five seltzers. And not be hammered. I could remember everything I needed to remember after 35 Okay, seltzers. so now you're already backpedaling, though. So how hammered do you think you'd be after 35 seltzers? And I would like to arrange this. I, I Will LiveBridge sponsor it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we will obviously have EMS on hand, and we will yeah. Uber you home. Yeah, I think, and I also <laughs> think, I think, you know, maybe, maybe LiveBridge sponsors the seltzers and gives them to me. If you'd like to do this challenge... I will I will buy Liftbridge Seltzer, right? And I will just give it to you so it's not a place over-serving you. And we don't promote that on the Private Sector Podcast, but Joshua, there's no fucking way you can drink 35 seltzers. What's the time frame? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Because it's like, typically, if I'm getting deep into seltzers, it's an all-day thing. So 24 hours? I think, even that, I, I think even that's fair, Dan. I think I get, you know, it's like, no. you know, 9 a.m. I'm cracking a seltzer. I'm just saying this, Josh. That's 35 seltzers in 24 hours, so it's well over a seltzer an hour. And I know when you're rocking and rolling, we're talking three or four seltzers an hour. Yeah. But like, nine in the morning? Yeah, nine, nine to nine, I think in a 12-hour sesh. All right, like, here's the deal. We're gonna put, I'm going to put the brakes on this conversation. We're going to look up. We are now an LLC. I'm going to look up the legal ramifications for our <laughs> business on, on getting involved in this. And uh, we'll circle back. Sounds like a write-off. And check with counsel on this. <laughs> check with, check with <laughs> yeah, check check with counsel on it. Yeah. So, so we got seltzers, mm-hmm. but one of one of the other components of your lineup revolved around the state fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This year, obviously, we didn't have the state fair drive-through was a thing. Um, oh, Josh and I talked about the drive-through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have heard, I heard about yeah. Saint Martha's. Yeah, <laughs> or Saint. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Saint, Saint Martha's. Martha's. Josh's, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but you guys do. Yeah, Josh is right. You guys do a, a, a beer for the fair that got just. I'm gonna say it just got out of hand. Yeah, we did uh, mini donut beer along with the ballpark cafe. Um, so they they came, reached out to us, and they're like, "Hey, we want to do like a state fair only beer." Something that kind of embodies the state fair, all that stuff. And so we worked with them to develop a recipe. Like, By the way, what is it? You know, shout out Ballpark Cafe. Yeah. Those guys are, dude. Yeah, they do a salt, great job. You know, great beer lineup, probably the best beer lineup. And if know, you're not around. familiar with like a state fair type of setup, I'm going to throw this out there because we do have some national listeners, right? We do. Uh, also, we have one person that listened in Canada. Hmm. So good day. Yeah. Sh- nope. No, nope. Not Canada. <laughs> anyway, but like, if you're not familiar with the with the Minnesota State Fair, State Fairs in general, when Dan says they did this mini donut beer, you're thinking it's a it's we're looking at a bag, tiny little donuts, cinnamon sugar all over them. Fair foods typically deep fried, sweet, and how the shit do you make a beer out of it? Well, I mean, when we thought about it, we we're like, hey, this could work because you know you got kind of that maltiness was of the donut. Whose idea was the mini donut? Well, so we were in the tap room. We were talking about all the state fair. Like, we're brainstorming. Like, right you're not going to make like, a cheese curd beer? Yeah, how about corn dog, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, okay. 
uh, maybe not wiener water soup. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense, right? So, so when you talked about, you know, mini donuts came up and, and we're like, yeah, I think that could work yeah. with beer because you got all the breadiness, you got kind of caramel, you got vanilla, you got maple. Yep. All those things seem to make sense. And so we mocked up the beer. We, we, um, and then we're like, oh, we need something else. So we thought about rimming it just like a, a margarita, but with cinnamon sugar. Yeah, and like so, that just mm-hmm. totally put it over the top. So instead of like, yeah, picture a margarita glass, instead of salt around the rim, you guys did this, and they did it at the fair. And what's crazy is the volume at the fair is insane. And they they cinnamon it's cinnamon sugar, right? Yep. They cinnamon sugared every rim for these these plastic fair cups. Yep. And I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> be honest. I'm gonna be real honest. Sometimes I think gimmicky beers are fucking stupid, right? Yep. Coming yep. from a guy that loves gimmicky beers, that sells gimmicky beers in the past. I mean, like, fine. When I saw this, I'm like, mini donut. Damn. And I, I love Liftbridge. I know you want to hate it. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> I'm not shitting you, I tried it, and yeah, dude, it's... Turns out they hit the nail good. on the head. And I think what else is really great about it, the reason it's good is... It is limited. You can only get it at the fair. And the thing that, um, you know, not to get sappy, but the thing with good beverages is they invoke or inspire a memory or a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And you just know mini donut beer at the fair and you get that comically, you know, big expensive cup of beer because it's the fair. Yeah. And it's got the cinnamon sugar on it. And it's, you know, it's just different than pounding, you know, just a, a regular American lager at the fair. Like so what are you guys doing this year now? So yeah. this year we sold crawlers of mini donut beer directly you from the brewery. It, Joshua. I got some. Don't worry, I'll, I'll hook you Word. up. Word. Oh, sh- Word. damn it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could do a giveaway for one of your listeners. We could. Do you still have mini donut beer? I have a couple of myself in my personal stash. So okay. it wouldn't be obviously from Liftbridge. But... Right, exactly. So if Dan yeah. um, gifted me one personally, what I, I think Josh and I will do, uh, if you're listening to this, this and mini donut beer is long gone. Yep. And you want to get your hands on mini donut beer? Uh, be the first into the direct message on Instagram, private sector media, and we're gonna set you up. Yeah, and maybe uh, throw in a couple of other items. I'll throw in some stickies. We got yeah. stickers, Twin Cities T stickers. Yeah, we're you know we got we got prototypes on deck. Yeah, uh, the beach towel and the couch cover are the things that I'm most <laughs> excited for. But 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 anyway, back to the fact that first of all, that's dope, Dan. Thank you. Someone's yeah. gonna get mini donut beer, but. Um, you did that one, and then you did a uh, key lime, key lime pie beer for uh, the guys at Cafe Carib. So uh, really, they they put out an RFP, basically not an RFP, but it was like, hey, somebody, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, tell us what kind of beer you'd make for us. So we're like, hey, it's Caribbean. Like, mm-hmm. I think key lime pie would be the way to go. So we got something nice lime flavor. There's almost like this graham crackery crust, a little bit of lactose and you, for the you, creaminess. You, uh, you rin that glass too. What do you do that one? Yeah, with? that one's got a little lime sugar, so it gives you a little pop of brightness and That's a little sweetness. And Sounds when, amazing. When yeah. you guys sold it, this is what's cool too. When you sold it um, to go out of the tap room, you set them up with... Everybody went home with a little cup of the cinnamon sugar or the lime sugar so that they could... Could do it at home. So we wanted people that kind of have the state fair experience. Class. I mean, we're not going to replace that, but we just wanted to like make it as close as possible for everybody. Absolutely. And I think that's what everyone was looking for this summer anyways, is just something so, to harken oh, back to. Yeah. Like how, about, how about this? Um, would you guys ever package those beers, or we always keep them state fair exclusive? 
you or know, will you never say never on? I'm a never say never kind of yeah. guy, but I think part of the lure of ever of those beers is just the state fair experiences you mentioned too, like. Corn dog, you can you can buy corn dogs and throw them in your it's, oven. It's hundred percent, but it tastes so much better at the state fair. Yeah, so. and that's why, like, and since we don't sell any product at the state fair, we can say that I didn't go to the drive-through because I think it's a hollow experience. Like, you know, I don't want to eat a corn dog in the fucking car. Right, and maybe that even taints like. Hold on, I, I mean, I I do and I have, <laughs> but not, <laughs> but I don't. Do <laughs> yeah, I, just I, me crying in my car eating corn dogs. It it puts us in a space where like. You know, I want the state fair to always be the state fair. Yeah. And mm-hmm. driving through where the state fair was held but to buy... In the interest of corn, not... not in the interest of us not getting a hit um, from Sweet Martha out on us, I will say this. The state fair did the right thing by letting people try, like, you know, try to bring the experience. Like, that's yeah. what she did with, you know, sure. the, the mini donut cans and stuff. People, you know, you try to bring that experience, but, you know. It's not the perfect experience, but I mean, we have so many people reaching out to us or like, Hey, we, we, that's the first thing we do is we go there at 9am and we literally have ourselves a mini donut beer at 9am. Yeah. yeah. Like how crazy is that? And well, it's like, well, it's really you, fun to hear. You guys had to up the production of that comically, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, the first year was ridiculous. So, I mean, we, we do the batches at the brewery in 30 barrel increments typically. And so we're like, do we need 30 or 60 or what? And this the first, the first year, year, first year, we're like, okay, let's ballpark's like, well, based on all we sell, I think, I think 30 barrels is the right number. And so for people that don't know, 30 barrels would be roughly 60, 60 kegs, kegs of beer. Yeah. So like day one, all of a sudden 15 kegs are sold. It's like, oh my God, we're never going to make it. State fair is what? 12 days long. So, so then we decided, Don't. well, we're going to have to just ration it out over the course of the, the state fair. So it was just unbelievable. Just a huge response, like completely unexpected. Yeah, like it was, I mean, it's on the news. There's lines. Um, oh, yeah. Six it was people were killed in the first uh, <laughs> the first ravage for it. But yeah, I think, I think it's funny too, um, the state fair, how it's its own weird economy and ecosystem. Because um, I had no idea, like, bringing beer there or like how all that worked. Like if you go to the Minnesota state fair, it's what one of the top three or five biggest fairs. Yeah. Maybe behind Texas. And no, like legit. It's, I think it's like top three. Okay. I heard Texas is the largest by, by, um, attendance, but on a per day basis, Minnesota might be bigger. Okay. So it's this giant thing that happens. It, it's, uh, it's, it's economy of its own. The state fair, it has its own police force. It has its own, you know, like system of, the way money has moved around there, which is terrifying if yeah. you've ever been on the backside of it. Um, but for me, what was crazy is I delivered some kegs there uh, for Barrel Theory. When I was with Barrel Theory on day-to-day, I, we had a beer. We put a beer out there. Um, and the way it works to get beer into the fair blew my fucking mind. So we, we weren't a big brewery. We didn't have a distributor. We didn't have a big reefer truck. So I had my pickup truck. I loaded it full of kegs, and you'd have to deliver it. I forget. It's between, like, midnight and, like, maybe 6 a.m. Yeah. So I literally went, um, you know, super, super fucking early in the morning, rolled in there. And do you know what you have to do when you roll in at 3 a.m. to the fair to deliver a product to sell in there? Let me know. Buy a ticket. (laughs) 
get a ticket. Did I tell you that, dude? No. I didn't, uh, yeah. So, like, for me to go <laughs> into the fair... Did you get your hand stamped on your way out? I did, yeah. <laughs> to go into the fair, um, you have to buy a ticket just for me to go in with my pickup truck and drop kegs off. Every employee buys, and, oh, has and, to have a and, ticket. Yes, Dan's right. So, like, if I had another person... You know what? I know that because one mm-hmm. morning, uh, my wife, Carrie, went with me because um, it was early as shit, and she helped me haul kegs, and... We pull up and it's like, oh, okay, two, and they treat it. It's like weird, like it's just like normally, right? There's two of you. Yeah, you you have to buy to get in. <sighs> Got to pay the cost to be the boss. Or you know what you can do. Um, also, since we're not really plugging for that state fair sponsorship, is uh, you could just screen grab a QR code and they really don't scan it. When when COVID hit, how did that affect the way that you guys had to get beer to people? I know that's a broad stroke question, but like, I feel like, cause I've heard, so like we had Terrell on from Casanova mm-hmm. last week. He's like, liquor stores were bonkers. Yeah. But also at the same time, he's like, we had to close my restaurant. Yeah. So have you guys had a, I mean, change your, buy more cans? Yeah. It, it's been a crazy deal. So obviously draft business. So kegs went way down, you know, we ended up taking beer back and, and, uh, dumping beer because Got past the date of. We talked about that. Yeah. We talked about that last week, and that's good on, good on you guys. Yeah. When we talk about beer going out of out of code, you give a shit. You don't want it out there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do it, do the right thing. So that was that was a big thing. So, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of bars were closed, and we needed to just do that. But uh, can business went way up. But you know, cans are in short supply, so that's been a challenge as well. So, but yeah, we you know we worry about a lot of the the bar accounts that are out there and. Local accounts, though, like, I know, um, so I bartended at Blue Door. Oh, yeah. On, on Selby. You guys, you guys always have a line. Yeah, they've been one of, they were one of our first accounts. I remember that was back when we were self-distributing. Brad knows Pat. Yeah, so one of my partners, Brad Glenn, he, he went to high school with, with Pat. Cool, yeah. At CDH, I'm sure everybody's like bumping their chest at that. Uh, you know? <laughs> oh, Creighton? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, Brand yeah. went to Creighton? Oh, yeah. And sort of Pat? Yeah. I didn't know that. Private That's why they're school. so ex- successful. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, touche, yeah. But, um, but we, we, would, we would always have it on. Um, we'd always have a farm girl line. Yeah, it was funny because we, we roll in there with the kegs. We bounce those kegs downstairs. Which, yeah. uh, those stairs... They're they're terrifying. It's a it's a such just a, kill you stairs, dude. It's a St. Paul bar. Yeah, and so the yeah like downstairs looks like straight out of the Blair Witch Project. And remember how tall and big we talked about I was before. Yeah, I can't stand up in that basement. You I got, don't know how you the get, fuck you went down. You there. got burgers. You got <laughs> fryolators. You know, yeah. so there's all this grease and these stairs are yeah. like just slippery oh, yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah, so you're bouncing the kegs down there, and I I know that there are people that have lost kegs into the wall on the way down, so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we deliver that, and we're like, oh, hey, guys, when are you guys going to open? And they're like, oh, today at 5. And we're like, really? Like, there's no table set up, so... At the OG Blue Door? Yeah, so yeah. we're like, okay, so what do you need us to do? Like, they're like, here, start setting up these tables. That's so we're like, pulling out the screw gun and start putting tables, putting tables together. together. And, 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 like, and up until... <laughs> we're going to get this thing open. No, now. but up until, like, literally right before covid like earlier this year it was the same fucking tables dan just so you know i believe I it like <laughs> must have done a good job setting them up <laughs> yeah yeah actually yeah it's important to support accounts it's it's important to to support local 
It's important to shop small. All these things are important. Speaking of small, you put out another beer in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... So it's a berry blonde. So it's you a... like that segue small yeah. into well because it's like four percent. Well, right? that's why. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the lowest ABV beer that we've done here, actually. <laughs> so kind of crazy. <laughs> Pussies. But, yeah. <laughs> JK. You know, it's 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 actually kind of fun. So yeah, it's uh it's a it's a blonde beer with a little bit of uh berry flavor. So we have So it's called berry blonde and there's a bear on it. Yeah. And it looks like it's like it looks like a totem pole. Yeah, we uh it's like chainsaw art. Oh, so yeah, every, dude, everybody's seen that, you know, like chainsaw bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some dude carving up a, a log and making a bear out of it. Or whatever. Dan, I'm spinning this can around. Mm -hmm. There's a chainsaw on it. Is there a loon on it? There is a loon. So that's a a fun thing, too, for all your listeners. I didn't know that, Dan. I've known you for 10 years, (laughs) and I didn't know that until the other day you told me this. Yeah, yeah, so all of our packages actually have a loon somewhere hidden in them. You sneaky bastards. So every can has it. Did you find it, Josh? No, but I didn't even know that was a thing. Did you not know that? No one knows that. Yeah, I know. We haven't advertised it. We've been doing it now for five years. So Minnesota State Bird. Yep, so it's a loon. kind of. Oh, I found it. Did you find it? You did find it. Did you find it, Josh? No, don't tell me. You suck. It's tough. It's tough. This one's tough. This one is tough. But yeah, that's so cool. Like kind of a little fun yeah. little Easter egg. So like yeah. I'm a computer programmer, so I like Easter eggs, like some fun little mm-hmm. nuggets to in there. And you know, you can't find it. You're not. Cl- Do you want a warmer or a cold? No, I don't. No, oh, okay. I'm find it on my own. <laughs> yeah, but the I, private I'm sector on... podcast is only about an hour, though. Just so you know. Yeah, we'll get back to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm loving the can though, like the art itself, and now like I'm staring at it, looking for a loon, and like the whole mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, oh man, I just love love. The art. So who did the art? So we work with a design firm called Studio Two in St. Paul, and we've been working with them forever. And you guys um, used to be with Studio One, correct? And then you moved. <laughs> yeah, we upgraded. Oh, good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we doubled their capacity. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good because they just kind of get what we're looking for. So all the conversations about new brands go really fast. And all your shit is it. very, I will say, uh, like it's on brand. Um, mm, good. It's the. No, but I mean, like, you recognize it as Lipridge. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, that's what's important, right? You don't want it all over the place. Yeah. I mean, each brand's got to kind of have its own identity, but also kind of a connection across all of them. So. Josh still hasn't found that fucking loon. Oh, there it is. Where? Where? Tell me where it is. I don't know. I <laughs> Let me give you a hint. Okay, give me a hint. Um, it is to the left of the bear. To the left of the bear? Mm-hmm. I feel like it should be like... Hey, by the way, when you find it, mm-hmm. point... Point it to me. Don't say it because I want our listeners to be. Yeah, good point. That's oh, great. Let's let okay. reveal that. Yeah, they're good. Because yep. everybody should have a chance to yeah, go find it. Yeah, everybody should have a chance. Right? That is not even close, Josh. <laughs> you, do you know what a loon looks like? <laughs> <laughs> for, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, he pointed at a cabin. Is that it? Like, you know, now you're just generally pointing. <laughs> uh, you're, just, you're just, you're kind of, if you point far enough like this. Found oh, it, though. That's right. Legit. You did. That's Legit. where it is. Legit. Good job. You did find it's it. Yep. Good job. Yeah, but that is, uh, is that on the seltzer cans, too? It is. The seltzer cans what? are, like, really simple, though. I didn't know I mean, that. Oh, yeah. Found yeah, it. I mean, that was pretty I found easy. it. I found yeah, it right well, away. Good job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but that that's a cool, that's a cool little Easter egg thing. Be honest. Was that their idea? No, actually, we we talked about doing it because um, Who's we. I mean, Brad talked All about right. doing it. Yeah, 
By the way, um, if you don't follow Liftbridge on social media, um, it's... Don't start. <laughs> Stop now. Um, Brad, Brad, is, uh, Brad is doing a really, really, really great job with that. And it, uh, Christina does your social, right? Yeah. But, but those two have a, uh, have a great dynamic of her capturing Brad exactly as you'd want it. I like the um, Fleetwood Mac... Uh, oh yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Follow you guys have a fuck. You guys have a fucking TikTok. We do have a TikTok. Oh man, Liftbridge is hipping with it. <laughs> I'm gonna admit I do not have a TikTok. I don't, have, I don't that, even that have it installed on my phone. I've um, got I got concepts for TikTok, but I haven't launched anything yet. Oh <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, uh, you told me all about them. We're gonna sandbag those. For, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> we'll hit you with that in Q1. Yeah, stand by for for hashtag meaty making faces in Q1. Oh. <laughs> Liftbridge on the social uh, media devices, though, how do how do we follow you? Because I feel like people would want to know when Silhouette and Commander are going to drop. Yeah, I mean, check us out at, at Liftbridge on Instagram, Twitter, and then uh, you can find us on Facebook as well at uh, Liftbridge Brewing. So Barry Blonde's available right now. Yeah, so we just, uh, just pushed it out in cans to um, liquor stores and all your favorite places. Also on draft, we did a we actually did a really fun little pub crawl. We had a guy out doing chainsaw art, carving it. Saw that crazy, super cool. This guy's like a genius. Like, I mean, Michelangelo carving marble, and some guys carve out of you know pine with a chainsaw. It's still chainsaw. It's, if you haven't seen chainsaw carving, it's really really cool. I I I, I got a chainsaw now. You mm. have a steel chainsaw. Yeah, that's what you said they were using. Absolutely. Next sponsor on the private sector podcast. Yeah, I need need a bigger one. So, steel, holler at us because I've got like a 16 inch, I think, is is what I have. Don't brag. (laughs) Hey. Um, All right. So, Berry Blonde, we can get this now. All the Celsius are available now. Mm -hmm. Um, Commander comes out in. We're rolling that early November. We got uh, Silhouette coming out in January. Is Commander, year. can I do that online? Yeah. We'll can I do doing. everything online? Let's say, you know, can I do curbside? We do We do pretty much everything there. And yeah, if you want to pick up either growlers or other things to go, yep. you can you can order online and just pull into a curbside pickup. Can so, I buy a shirt and then pick it up? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, hmm. we want to make sure that we're uh, accommodating everybody if they need to. You know, they don't want to come in the tap room, that type of stuff, so no problem. Dope. Can I get a tattoo if I pull up? Oh, yeah. Li- yeah, we'll definitely pay okay. for it. We got drive through tattoos. We got everything. <laughs> no. no, but that's that's where you find it. Yeah. If I can't make it down to Stillwater, I want to find your beer. Uh, is there a internet type of device? I can yeah. Use? Yeah, on our website, we got a, kind of the beer finder, so we update that at least monthly so everybody can find out where it is locally. And if you don't get it someplace in the five-state region, make sure to ask. They can definitely bring it in. For yeah, sure. for sure. Um, I don't like to beat the shop small, shop local, because I think you have to mm-hmm. only beat that if they're really good and Lift Bridge is really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like, we're so happy that you came on the show. Um, OG's in the game. Yeah. Appreciate it. OG's so in the game. Um, super fun to have you out and drink everything from seltzers <laughs> to this Heaven Hill. And I think what we should probably do is finish this and close this podcast up so we can go have a cigar. We'll sounds like a perfect evening. It sounds like a perfect evening. Liftbridge is accessible on social media at, at Liftbridge. Anything. If you can't use Google to fucking properly find Liftbridge, reach out to us at the private sector. 
Joshua will come over and hit you in the head with a tack hammer. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you so much. And we want to throw in there, too, if you give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to, um, it helps us by getting more episodes in front of you and between your ears. My name is Brett Splinter. With me, as always, is Joshua Joseph. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Private Sector Podcast. Be well, get your ass out and vote, and buy a